Hey everyone, welcome to Unpacking Perspectives. Today is going to be the final episode of our first season of Unpacking Perspectives. I actually made this decision to take a pause just last week. As I often say, today is not your final destination. Today is certainly not my final destination. And I've been on this journey along with many of you. Sometimes things happen in our lives that transform the very nature of the path that we're meant to take. I've found, especially in the last decade, to keep my heart and soul open to the opportunities that God has guided me towards. You know, these last few months, while I've been having an incredible time on this podcast, I'm realizing that if I didn't consciously take the time to recharge, I would probably just keep going month after month after month and not even realize how far I've come. And it's funny, from some of my favorite episodes, I found that they've left an impact on my own life that I never even imagined. Now, since our last episode, a lot has happened. It would not be in my character if I didn't take a few minutes to speak from my heart about the tragedy that unfolded in Texas. No parent should ever have to worry to send their child to school. Yet here we are. After decades, what I struggle with the most is our inability to work together to come up with a solution to what's happening in our society. The political climate on both sides has created a division that I fear we may never come back from. We are truly at a pivotal moment. To me, this isn't about left versus right. It's not verse, it's, it's not about Democrat versus Republican, pro-gun versus anti-gun. To me, this is a battle between good and evil. We have to come together for our children, for our families, for our communities, and for our nation. You know, on the morning of December 14th, 2012, my husband left for work as he did every day. And little did we know how much our lives were about to change. Almost 10 years later, I still have the triggers. I still get the pit in my stomach. And after each tragedy that our nation endures, it never gets easier. It only leaves me feeling even more helpless and just as numb. You know, I still drive to the bus stop most days, even on a beautiful day, because I continue to hold my breath as the bus pulls up to see my son getting off at his stop. I still hold my breath every time I hear sirens throughout my town, listening to see what direction they're headed. I still hold my breath when I see breaking news on the local news channel, wondering if my husband is in any way involved. But there are families that will never see their loved one again. There are teachers that continue to work with an anxiety that they never could have imagined when they made the decision to pursue this career. There are first responders, dispatchers, healthcare workers, and other essential personnel that will never be the same. You know, I wanted to reflect on what happened in Texas, but it's taken me some time to really think about what I want to share, what I want to say. You know, I thought about maybe posting something on social media, but then I thought, you know what, I, I really... Before I start this final episode, this, this is what's on my heart. This has been what has been on my heart. You know, when my husband responded to the Sandy Hook tragedy, he was a sergeant in the major crime squad. And I knew that morning that I probably wasn't going to see him for days. That was just something that we'd grown used to in his role as a detective and a sergeant. But on December 22nd, when he finally came home for some much needed rest of that year, I knew immediately he would never be the same. We would never be the same. You know, those of us in the Connecticut law enforcement community carried on. We didn't know back then what an impact such a traumatic event would have on our community of first responders and on their families and most of all on their children. Those first few days, many of us, we, we were just in hiding. We didn't, we didn't want to see people because they knew that our loved ones were there. We were just left to carry on without them. 
And many who endure such a tragedy from the front lines have families that continue to carry on without them. Some never recovered. As the news from Texas unfolded, so many friends checked in on us to see how we were doing. And and I'm appreciative of that. Thank you. I honestly still don't know how I feel about it. I feel that that same energy as I often do, that we're simply on autopilot. No, my husband continues to go to work, come home. For that, I'm thankful. He's stoic. He's removed from any emotion, as I'd gather, that's critical for him to do the job that he's expected to do. Ten years ago, he was the sergeant for the unit. Now he's the commanding officer of the entire district. His leadership is needed. And our son, he's still not, I don't know if he's old enough to understand the scars that follow us. I mean, he understands what his dad does. But, you know, I also think about friends that that weren't so fortunate. You know, some some first responders have since retired. Others remain traumatically impacted by events that they never signed up for. And their children are changed and impacted for a lifetime but they're strong and they're resilient and the scars that they carry will likely add to the character that they already possess. You often hear, what can we do? How will this change? Well, you know what? I've I've thought about this a lot and I just kind of feel like you start with you. Only you can control you, your kindness, your empathy, your compassion, and your understanding. You know, no matter what side of the political aisle you fall, at the end of the day, this is human life. We need our faith. We need love. We need patience. We need hope. And sometimes that's hard. I sometimes feel like our society is breaking if it's not already broken. After each tragedy, politicians scream out the need for the things that they truly can't control. They never take it the next step further to ask the why. Why would anyone do such a thing? What? What? What would possess an 18-year-old to incite such violence? What hurt within him can justify this? You hear often about kindness and anti-bullying and inclusiveness. But in all reality, bullying still happens. People are not always kind and many are not included. I've tried to find peace with what's happened in Texas. You know, those of us that know all too well the magnitude of what has just happened and how it will continue to impact their community and state are mostly left speechless and paralyzed. I've tried not to turn on the news. I've tried to stay off social media. You know, the families of those that were lost, I I cannot begin to imagine. The teachers who will remain unthinkable. The teachers across our country who continue to carry on and approach each day, now holding their breath, I'm left speechless. You know, I I remember the start of the semester in January of 2013. I glanced around my classroom with an uneasy feeling, wondering what would I do if something were to happen? I still do that. Have we not made progress? You know, I think deep down inside, we have a hope that the unthinkable will never happen again. But it does. Why? I'll never understand how such evil can exist. And I can only try to continue to be a better human, respect others, show compassion, be patient and kind, love my family and my friends, be a good person. Our first responders, they need us. They need us to believe in them. They need us to remember that they will sometimes respond to scenes that we could never even begin to imagine. Those who had to respond to this horrific tragedy will never be the same. As much as we feel we'll never be the same because it happened and we saw it on the news, they will never be the same. We'll never be the same. But we can carry on and keep doing good things, keep being good humans, keep showing up the best way you can. Just keep going. So that's what's been on my heart in this past week, especially. And, you know, I I really kind of gone back and forth 
deciding what I wanted to talk about on my last episode for the season. You know, I've, I've kind of come full circle with feeling good about at least sharing that perspective. It's important. And I just, I wanted all of you to know how much it has impacted me, my family. And I just keep praying. I keep praying for our world, for our world to heal and to find ways to come together rather than be apart. You know, throughout the last few weeks, I've been reflecting on my purpose. You know, it's funny. In our last episode, I talked about the incredible characteristics of introverts and the mistakes that I've made as a mom, right? But in doing this, it caused me to take a step back and think about my own personality and my own needs as an extrovert. I've never taken the time to really think about this, except, you know, when I'm talking about it. And it honestly, it, it wasn't until my last episode that I realized how little I was doing to embrace my own needs in my life. You know, I've, I've been so consumed with making everyone else happy and wondering why I've been burning the candle at both ends and feeling overwhelmed and anxious and exhausted. And really, I know why. I, again, I should already know this. But when, when you're caught up in life and doing all the things, you know, you hear that with moms, right? We do all the things. It's easy to lose sight of the big picture and the small things that matter. And the more research that I continued to do, I kept going back to this one article that kept popping up that I've since printed out. I, again, just like, just like last episode, I highlighted it. I took notes and I decided to add it as a follow-up to my confessions of an extroverted mom. And, you know, I felt the need to provide this insight to those extroverts out there, just like me, that might at times feel like you are alone on your own little island. You know, I've learned something about myself last week. Not only am I an extrovert, I'm a highly sensitive extrovert. And I thought that I'd share some important realizations that I've come to at 49 years old. And, you know, I I think I was there. And a lot of this is what's been going on in the world. I get very impacted by certain situations. And it even drives my husband crazy sometimes because sometimes I just... I feel things that, you know, he just kind of looks at me like I'm crazy. But this article, it absolutely made sense to me. Now, obviously, I'll add a link in this article in the show notes. It's called 13 Signs You Are a Highly Sensitive Extrovert. By the way, I'm trying not to stop this recording because you know my saga with my cats. Well, it was with Scrappy. Now it's with Freddie too. Freddie has learned how to open doors Maybe at some point I'll provide a video of it, but yeah, he opens doors and not only does he open doors, but he makes a lot of noise when opening doors. And it always seems to be when I'm trying to record an episode. So hopefully we are not going to worry about that next season, but stay tuned on that one. So this article, again, I will put a link into the show notes on here, but it's 13 signs you're a highly sensitive extrovert. And it is from the website highlysensitiverefuge.com. And again, that is a website that I am just, I've been all over. It has some incredible resources in it. And, you know, just kind of like introvert dear, the highly sensitive refuge is not only good for those of us that are highly sensitive extroverts, but even a highly sensitive introvert, which is what I've learned is much more common. So again, just in true Nicole form, I'm just going to read a couple of areas within this article. Being a highly sensitive extrovert often means living a life of opposites, which may sound crazy, but so I'm going to read this word for word. 
Highly sensitive extroverts are caring, kind, and generous. Like all highly sensitive people, they're born with the superpower of noticing subtleties and processing information deeply. But while some highly sensitive people appear quiet or reserved, a highly sensitive extrovert thrives on socializing and actually gains energy from being in an exciting social environment. You know, that that makes sense to obviously an extrovert because that's who we are, that's what we do. But there is a big difference between a tried and true extrovert and a highly sensitive extrovert because, you know, I always thought I was an extrovert and I always talk about that, but maybe it's also as I've gotten older and obviously I struggle with anxiety. It's obviously a combination of all of that, but those of us that are highly sensitive extroverts only makes up 6% or less of the entire population. And I didn't even realize this. You know, I, I, I definitely think my son is an HSP. That's what they call it, highly sensitive people, but he's an introvert. So that totally makes sense. But for those of us that are on the other extreme, it can be very confusing and almost annoying to our friends because we love to be around people. We can get very excited being around a lot of people, but we also need our time alone. That's really important. You crave social time but then you find yourself exhausted. That is absolutely me, especially right now with the way that the world is today. So there's 13 signs, right? Sign one, you get both overstimulated and lonely. Oh my goodness. That's the word that I've been using all year, lonely. So yeah, number one, you get both overstimulated and lonely. And you know, one of the things in this article, it says, how many people have sat at home desperately craving both quiet time and someone to talk to? And for anyone that is an extrovert but needs that alone time, this is absolutely you. Number two, you notice the little things and you use them to make people smile. You know, I know for me, I love to introduce people, the networking, one of the areas I highlighted, introducing them to others who have the same vibe. You're often described as a very thoughtful person. So you do, you notice things that many people don't notice. You're just very in tune with everything around you. And of course, that can be very overwhelming. One of the things in this section, it says you're blessed with the ability to notice tiny details that others miss. And I absolutely can appreciate that. Number three, you've questioned whether you are an introvert or an extrovert. And I definitely have. I've often called myself an ambivert. You love people and new experiences, but you seem to have a low limit compared to other extroverts, or you need a lot of me time. As soon as I read me time, I, I laughed because I've said that a lot, especially since I've become a mother. You know, sometimes you just need some time to yourself and there's a fine line between the two. And, and this is something in number three, you get the same feeling of fulfillment from the external world as any extrovert does. But since your brain and nervous system process much more information about it, it can quickly wear you out. Absolutely. You know, sometimes I feel like my energy is on overdrive. Number four, you actually love working in a group. Yes, I do. I'm not good alone. You know, and it's funny, and this is something I'm going to talk about next season a lot. I've learned that about myself, especially this year since COVID started. You know, many of you know, I am an adjunct professor and I have been teaching going on 10 years. And I love being in the classroom. I thrive on being with my students, with my colleagues. And I really didn't reflect on this until recently, which is kind of funny because it's been almost two years I need to be around people. And 
when I'm not around people, and this is what made me think with me focusing so much on my son and my husband's needs, I wasn't thinking about my own needs. I need people. I need to have people around me, whether it's during the day or at night, at some point, if I don't have people around me, I'm going to wilt. And that's something that this says. You relish the engagement and collaboration of working in a group, even if you can only do it in short doses. And that's important to know that about yourself. Number five, you have a small but super close group of friends. Absolutely. You know, I've moved around a lot and I've been so lucky in every state that I've lived. I've made incredible friendships. And, you know, even when I was younger, I mean, we we, we had a big pack of friends and I loved that and I thrived in that. But I also had my very deep friendships amongst the, them too. And, and sometimes it was a different friendship with everyone, but in a very deep and meaningful way. And I, and I feel very similarly now. I have my girlfriends that they are my, they're my tribe and it's very deep. You know, one of the things that it says, you're extremely sensitive to the emotions and attitudes people bring. The people who are closest to you are the ones who've proven again and again that they're there for you just as much as you are there for them. I mean, that's friendship, I think, for everyone. So I can't say that that's probably any different, but I I do think that for those of us that are very highly sensitive, similarly to introverts, that there's a very important depth that we feel in in some of our friendships, having that small circle of friendship, it kind of brings you in between the introvert and the extrovert, if that even makes sense. But I can definitely relate to that. I think everyone can relate to that in certain ways. Number six, there is such a thing as too much time in your inner world. Spending too long in your inner world leaves you feeling tired, restless, or even depressed and disconnected from the things you care about. Extroverts feel rewarded by the external world and not getting enough of it will not leave, will leave you feeling unmotivated and lost. Absolutely. That is me. And I think I've realized that in the last two years because I have been working from home. Obviously, I have my private practice and I'm able to meet with clients via Zoom, but I've always had that outlet going to my university and going in the classroom and teaching the workshops. And when I started reflecting all that on all this, I, I was thinking about in the last year, especially when have I come alive the most? And I recently did a workshop at my university campus in person with a group of students. And I keep going back to that. That gave me so much fulfillment, just getting to campus, meeting the students, talking to them, interacting with them. It's weird. Like I almost felt that recharge of my batteries instantly as I was amongst all of my students. And I know for some of you listening, the thought of that might make you cringe or just crawl into your cave. Because again, I always say everyone's different. Not everyone is meant to do the same things. And it really opened my eyes to maybe why I've been feeling a little more overwhelmed than usual in the last year, because I have not given myself as many opportunities to recharge my batteries. And that brings me to the next one. You crave novel experiences. This is not me, which is kind of funny. It says many highly sensitive people benefit from routine, but for you, you need regular doses of things that are new and different. I can't say that's me. But I think a lot of that is my anxiety. And, you know, I've said this to some of my girlfriends, you know, obviously we're hopefully coming out of COVID, you know, for the last two years, we haven't really been doing a lot of things. And, you know, I just think the state of the world, I will admit, I have been limiting myself. I haven't been doing as many things, but 
if I did it with friends, it would be different, you know, and that, and that's one of the things, and any of my good friends can attest to this. I do not like going places alone. Even if I am meeting a bunch of girlfriends at the restaurant that I go to on a regular basis, I feel anxious going there. I'll go, but the buildup of it, no, am I going to find parking? Will I be able to find them? You know, for me, if I can go with someone else, the anxiety disappears. And that's, you know, that's not even just a highly sensitive person. I think anyone that suffers from any form of anxiety, you can appreciate that. Um, I just like being with people. And this goes to the next one, which is totally not me. You enjoy going out on your own. And when I read this part of the article, I, I jotted down a note, no exclamation point, but yes. That's important. And that's, that is totally me. Even here, it says walking around a neighborhood on your own is fun because the sense of exploration and new surroundings heading to the movies or a new cafe is just as much fun or more. I'm fine being alone, but it's almost funny. If I had to put me on the streets of Paris and I'd be fine, I'd get along, I'd be able to meet people. But in my own community, if I know there are people that know me, I don't want to go alone. If that even makes sense. I just, I like being alone, but I don't like being alone. And I don't, I don't know. I'm probably going off on a tangent with that, but I think some of you can probably relate to it. Number nine, other people describe you as wise, perceptive and intuitive. Highly sensitive people often become the go-to therapists and advice givers of their office, family, or friend group. You connect easily with others. Absolutely. That that's definitely me. I mean, I, I love meeting new people. I love talking to people. I'm definitely someone that a friend knows they can come to and I will listen. I will not judge. I do not cut off. It's definitely something that I don't know if it's just because I'm also trained in counseling and I really do enjoy listening, but I think I'm also very in tune with people's body language. If I am around energy that is negative, it really affects me. If that makes sense, when I go to a a plate, you know, if I'm coming up to a group of people, I feel the energy physically. And that may sound crazy to some people, but I know some of you can appreciate that. I feel it. I feel the negativity. I can even sometimes feel that, you know, they had a fight or they are struggling with something or they're upset with someone. And I think that's why sometimes I have to take a step back and go somewhere else because sometimes the energy is just too much. Number 10, you have a loading bar when you arrive somewhere new. Absolutely. Extrovert or not, arriving in a new space can bring a flood of sensations for any highly sensitive person. You're taking in the colors, the sounds, the echoey size of the room, the music, and above all, the feelings that are swirling around that place. Um, That's kind of what I was saying in number nine, but it kind of, to me, blends So yes, you feel everything. You feel everything. You can feel other people's anxiety. Number 11, you switch suddenly from outgoing to crashed. Absolutely. When you feel comfortable with a group of people, you may seem like a social butterfly, moving from person to person, activity to activity. But the whole time, your nervous system is processing far more information than a less sensitive extrovert. In stimulating environments, you hit a point where you go suddenly from this is fun to a complete power down. Now, when I read that, it's interesting because, you know, again, I talk about anxiety a lot. A lot of this goes hand in hand, right? And one might read this and be like, this isn't a highly sensitive person. It's just you're an anxious person. Maybe. But 
being aware of it. And I will tell you, even after reading this made me feel less anxious because I understand it. And, you know, I talk a lot about learning how to cope. You know, I I talk about this with students, with clients, when you can learn how to cope with your triggers, it helps you. It helps you move forward in an environment that might otherwise make you struggle. One of the things in number 11 too that I highlighted word for word, when you start to crash, you know you need to leave immediately or find somewhere quiet and safe to relax. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's just, you know, pure self-care. You know, you hear about self-care all the time. Well, a lot of times we're going and going and going and if you can't find that place to replenish your energy or to recharge your energy, it, it, you're, you're just going to falter. So number 12, you are the bright star of your family or friend group. You know, it's funny. I, um, I don't always feel like the bright star. Maybe in the past I have felt that way, but I think sometimes it's just where you are right? In in your energy level and how you're feeling. Um, it says here, you can shine brightly because you easily connect with almost anyone. That drives my son crazy, by the way. We could be in the grocery store. Like, Stop talking to people, but I like to. <laughs> you can handle yourself in almost any social situation and people like being around you because you're empathetic, understanding, and open. Unlike some other extroverts who dominate the conversation or make things all about them, you know when to push forward and when to pull back because you see what's going on for others. That I can appreciate. You know, I think if I'm nervous, sometimes I might talk too much. Um, but generally, and I've I've kind of always credited that to being in sales when I was younger and having a master's degree in counseling, you know, that 80-20 concept. I've I've always taken the time to listen more, even though I have that that inclination to speak. You know, and I talked about this in my last episode, I've made that mistake with my son where I've finished his sentences and I have, you know, filled that that void of silence with sometimes things I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, so I, I definitely can go back and forth with that. But I almost feel like in number 12, if I am in a good place, meaning I'm not feeling overwhelmed, I'm not feeling anxious, you know, and many of you can appreciate it. it. Sometimes depends on the time of year. Sometimes it depends on the time of month to my, all my ladies out there. It all depends on where you are and what your triggers are. So absolutely. I can appreciate that. Final one. It's hard for you to predict which plans will make you happy. This I'm reading word for word. When you look forward to going out, you might find that you're already too overwhelmed that day. When you look forward to say, to staying in, you may find that you regret passing up an invite. Since your extroversion is constant, but your energy level depends on how overstimulated you currently are, it's hard for you to say whether you're up for something a week in the future. That is so important for any of you that are realizing now, wow, you know what? I am an extrovert and I am a highly sensitive one. And the world of social media has made it worse because think about it, you're, you you want to go so badly, but you're realizing that you have to take a step back. You, and I've declined invitations just for that reason. Sometimes I'm just not there. And then you see someone on social media doing what you were invited to do. And then you just go down that. I, I call it the rabbit hole. I go down the rabbit hole and I feel like I should have gone and I missed out. And, you know, they don't call it FOMO for nothing, fear of missing out. Protect yourself. 
protect your energy. I've been told that before. Protect your heart. Protect your compassion. If you haven't already figured it out, I did this research not only because of my last episode, but I was so deeply impacted by what has recently happened in our world that I needed to find a way to understand it. You know, I know for me, just on every single level, I feel it, you know, I feel it as not only the wife of a captain, but as the wife of a first responder that responded to a national tragedy. You know, I I felt it as a motherless daughter that looking at one of the victims was a mother. I felt it as a community member, as a mother, as a human, you know, and, and I, we all felt it, right? But I needed to make sense of it. I needed to make sense of it. And I think it was the timing that maybe God brought me here just to speak what was on my heart, if anything, to find that one person out there that's listening to this today that is feeling it and realizing, wow, you know what? This all makes sense to me. And my advice to you is protect your heart, protect your compassion, protect your care, protect your kindness, protect your humility. You know, at the end of this article, it says, are you a highly sensitive extrovert? If you're a highly sensitive extrovert, you know that it can be both a blessing and a curse, but rest assured that you're not alone and there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. The world needs your kindness, your wisdom, and most of all, your caring spirit. That's word for word. I took that from the article. And again, the article, the link will be in our show notes. Why am I sharing this on our last episode of the season? Well, for one, I felt I needed to balance out my perspectives on introverts. So for all my extroverts out there, you're welcome. Secondly, I'm recognizing my need to recharge and protect my peace. Now, my idea of recharging might not be the same as yours. I'm still working. I'm still recording. And oh my gosh, you guys, we are going to have an incredible lineup of of guests for next season, along with some important foundational changes. So stay tuned for that one. We really do have some incredible stuff planned for season two. And as I've said before, my head is on fire. If there is any big reflection that I can share from this first season, I absolutely love doing this actually more than I even realized. And we're just getting started. This first season has been an incredible learning experience, so much that I'm confident that season two is going to be even better with even more perspectives. That is a promise. So stay tuned for updates on our next season. Um, you know, Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook. You guys know I, I'm not a fan of trying to do the, all this social media stuff myself. I am trying so hard. I am literally fighting for followers. So please, if you're not already following us on Instagram or Facebook, the links are in our show notes. I'll be sure to keep you all updated on timing as far as when our season, season two, episode one, or I don't even know how that's going to work. Tammy, you're my pro. You're going to figure that out for us, but you'll know when season two is going to start back up again. And no, I really just wanted to kind of have a split between season one and season two, because like I said, I think if I didn't think about this, I might've just gotten to like October and realized, wait, hold on. We, we need to have season two. So anyway, stay tuned on all that. In the meantime, have an incredible summer. Take the time to recharge your own battery before you're simply depleted. You know, I'd like to share a quote that kept coming to me. If you neglect to recharge a battery, it dies. 
And if you run full speed ahead without stopping for water, you lose momentum to finish the race. Thanks, Oprah. I found that from Oprah. Until next time and next season. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media. And if you haven't already, leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date on upcoming episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at Unpacking Perspectives and on Facebook at Unpacking Perspectives Podcast. Additionally, don't forget to visit my website at nmdcareers.com for more information about the podcast and my private practice. If you or someone you know needs support with any aspect of career exploration or transition, as a career counselor and board certified career coach, I'm available for one-on-one coaching sessions, group coaching, online workshops, and guest speaking events. Feel free to reach out with any questions, book a call, or even be a guest on our podcast. Thanks again, everyone. Don't forget, if you spend too much time thinking about the final destination, you might miss experiencing the journey. Thanks for listening to Unpacking Perspectives. Until next time.